Welcome to the Off the Bench Podcast, home of all things sports here in the Central Valley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench. All right, welcome back to the Off the Bench Podcast. Jason, we got a fun one today. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Um, really excited about this interview. Uh, one of the best coaches, high school basketball coaches in this area, multiple state champion. Yeah, no, there's not many guys that can sit, that can make that claim. I mean, when you talk about, there's a lot of legends in this area, a lot of legendary players, coaches, a lot of dudes that have done some big things. But the coaching level, we got the 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 legend in the Central Valley coming on today. Not only did it do it at the high school level, did it at Fresno State, you know, so um, we didn't even get to talk about what he did at Riverside. Yeah, we, we got, a, we got a, interrupted a little bit, had a little special guest appearance yeah. there, and uh, now we could do, honestly, we could do three of these episodes with, with this man, so stay tuned. We got Mr. Von Webb, legendary coach out of Washington Union, coming on today. And he actually tells us who was, we get to find out who was a better state champion, which team was actually better, the that's 96 true. or the 99 team. So well, that's actually pretty exciting. We didn't know that they actually, you know, they actually figured it out. Yes, they, <laughs> they solved that out. And I was actually surprised. So. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. So stay tuned for that. I promise you that one's going to be worth your time. It's going to be a fun one today. And like we said, we got a little special guest appearance at the end. Uh, coming in that you want you you're gonna be you're gonna be laughing you're gonna be having fun it's a it's a good time. So. Oh, he just just transforms the show. Just yeah. transforms the episode. Yeah, it was uh something we haven't done before, so it was that was good times. Uh, man, we we walked out of that day that interview just thinking that was uh that was really fun. Yes, it was. So. Yes, it was. Yeah, so we got uh we'll we'll look forward to that. We got that coming today, and uh, man, there's a lot of stuff going on locally. Yeah, um, just. We had football. Uh, the track football league ended. I know there's still some teams are keeping still playing. Yeah. Um, we had the Coca-Cola Classic for baseball. Yeah, got, Buchanan got the big win there. Yeah, um, Buchanan, first time track champs in a long time. Yeah, big things going on at that campus right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but then you know, basketball wise, it is it is crazy. It's just the Central Valley and just different teams. One team beating one team, and then losing to another team and if you were to compare scores and try to figure this all out it's a it's a it's an absolute mess it's a headache yeah yeah there's a big triangle going right now you know north clovis north beats bakersfield christian twice and then bakersfield christian beats clovis west twice clovis west splits with san joaquin memorial yeah so it'll be interesting because i know clovis north is playing memorial so it it'll yeah so who knows what's gonna happen yeah and but <laughs> There's gonna be playoffs. Yeah, there's gonna be basketball playoffs, and thank so God, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I know some coaches are skeptical. It, we're going into mid June, and so I know some coaches aren't not really sure about it because you go right into summer ball. Um, you lose kids AAU, then you're losing kids who are gonna be seniors. Do yeah. they go on and prepare for college life? Do you stay if you graduate? Do you stay around to be a part of your high school team, or do you go prepare for that next chapter in life? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's all an experiment, right? We've never, we've never really had this before, so we'll see what happens. But you know, I was thinking about you. You know who might be a little wild card in that? You talk about basketball playoffs. Hoover right now is they're, they're playing some good basketball. No, yeah, they're they're competing. Um, they played. I'm trying to think. I know 
They lost to Clovis West. Yeah. Um, but they have some. They have a. They have a. They have a good matchup this week against Clovis North. So, kind of find out how they're. You know, see how they're doing. Yeah, it'll be a big test for him. But AJ George right now is not messing around. He's been going for. Oh my goodness. Huge point totals every night. And it's just it's it's sad to see him. You know, wish him wish him the best of luck at Long Beach State. But yeah. it's it's it would have been nice to see him in a Fresno State uniform. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that was, yeah, what he's doing, he's out here putting up 40, 40 pieces. Yeah, was, 30, that's unbelievable. 35, 38, 40 every yeah. night. That's just wild. And then uh, Cole Anderson. Yeah, broke the uh, Clovis West all-time scoring record, which is that's unbelievable. A, that's a massive deal. That I mean, is unbelievable. Yeah, definitely you think about some of the basketball players that have came out of Clovis West and just talent, and for him to be the all-time leading scorer there, that's a, you know, got to tip your hat off to that kid. and going to have an absolute wonderful career at UCSB. Yeah, man, it's uh you just think about the the history of that program, you know, we talked to Tyrone Jackson and had him on the show and you know, Tyrone spent, you know, spent his time there and Chris Jack, Chris Hernandez and just all the different dudes that have been there. Yeah. And it's Cole Anderson. Cole Anderson's the all-time leading scorer. Congrats to congrats to Cole, man. That's a huge accomplishment. And he did it with a win too, being able to beat San Juan Memorial, a team that, you know, they've they've kind of they lost in the open. Yeah, they, they lost the them. last time um, by double digits, and you know, come back and get that win at home and to break the all-time scoring record while getting a win. That's has to be a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, and to do it at home too, you know, with all his all his family watching, and that's cool. Only thing it could have been better if it was not COVID and the gym would have been packed. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but every, hopefully, hopefully, I that team, those teams, most likely will probably play a third time sometime. Yeah. In the future, in playoffs, I imagine they're gonna they're gonna collide again. Yeah, oh man, I, I'm so glad to hear, hear this news that you know playoffs are likely gonna happen, and I they probably won't do any sort of selling arena though, right? It'll probably no, just be home I, yeah, gyms. Yeah, I think it's gonna be yeah gyms, but it'll be interesting because the CIF hardly ever gets the seating right, anyways. So yeah. how with the scheduling and everything, and some teams are only playing their league. I know like Kern County. In the Kern County High School, whatever district, they're only playing themselves. Yeah, they're not even playing like Bakersfield Christian, who's down there. Yeah, and then I even know um, some of those, those Central Coast teams. They're kind of playing their own league as well. So yeah. it'll be interesting. How do you – so are certain teams not going to participate yeah, with that? Knows. So that'll be, that'll be an interesting dynamic to figure that out as we, well. We could wind up with a St. Joe's team that gets a low seed or something because of who they – you know who they haven't played, but they're always really strong. So. No, yeah, they're they're a good team. Um, it's a different style of basketball on that Central Coast, so it's always good to see how that all meshes with the different styles now. But yeah, it'll be interesting, interesting. And then, right, we have some big time. I know uh, Carruthers is playing Sierra Pacific in girls basketball. That's a big game. That'll be a uh, yeah, unbelievable game. And yeah. just seeing what Carruthers is doing. Carruthers beat Clovis East by like fifty. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they're doing. Um, but yeah, so I know uh, I'm trying to think Clovis North, both boys and girls play San Juan Key Memorial. Yeah, this week it'll be a big night yeah. Yeah. on that Tuesday or the day this gets dropped, and then on Thursday as well, you have uh, Clovis North and Hoover. So that'll be another big matchup. I know Tazell will have those kids rocking and rolling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got those. They're playing well, so that'll be a fun matchup. Big. That's a big week over at Clovis North. Yeah. It's- it's a it's a big week. It'll be fun. Yeah, but no, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. And as everything starts, hopefully getting back to somewhat normal or back to 
just a different lifestyle but um yeah it'll be interesting just all these sports getting going and it'll be interesting to see because a lot of the schools graduate in june and yet high school sports will still be going on so yeah seriously yeah i know and uh it's just been good to hear the news that playoffs are likely going to happen i know in the tennis world coaching that we've uh been monitoring that because you know in tennis you have your team playoffs but you also have individual playoffs and it's been kind of a a mystery are we going to get to get to have those but uh, it's starting to look promising for both so man it's going to be a be a fun fun spring the rest of the way here might have some uh might be interesting to still be coaching and playing and doing everything after graduation but you know it's better than not getting to do anything at all so yeah and that's i feel like that's a little bit bummer of trying to figure out you know for football just the playoffs and you know buchanan they went five and zero on the track but they had to beat central on a field goal what was high fumbled at you know at the nine yard line and you wonder could they you know what would have been like if they had to play those teams over again yep so it'll be interesting and i know i'm trying to think i know some teams for football they're going to wait for spring ball to start in the summer some teams i know are starting right away mm-hmm. you're just so it'll be interesting to see and see what schools you know how they handle that differently but also see how what that if that has any effect for the upcoming season yeah i imagine a lot of these kids that are just getting done with football are probably jumping into other sports right now too well i i remember talking with coach Wahlberg. he was telling me he has kids like preston kilbert sanders they're you know they're playing football and basketball and right now some of them don't even have they're not even at practice yeah so it's you know that's a different dynamic that we're not used to and you have travel like there's AAU sports going on right now where you have kids missing because they're going to AAU tournaments. And at the end of the day, like not many college coaches are watching high school games. Now you have to play the travel sports. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of tough. You know, there's, there might be some coaches who tell kids that, but I've always been a component of a, I'm a go play your travel ball at the end of the day. That's you're going to get your most looks at. It's interesting too. You talked about, uh, you know, what the, these kids that are, you know, finishing football here and uh Buchanan's quarterback, you know, they won they won the track, but he's got a he's a big time baseball player too. So and I imagine he's jumping right into baseball now. I think he even has a baseball I think he has an offer from Fresno State already. So Yeah, and that's supposedly one of the main reasons he transferred to uh Buchanan from Clovis North was because of baseball, but his timing might have been pretty uh pretty interesting because yeah. when the quarterback he transferred right when he found out the Buchanan quarterback was Which, not going to be eligible. So interesting how that works out. Yeah, but, crazy. But yeah, Buchanan baseball—they got a lot of—they get a lot of transfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're loaded already, and now they're going to be bringing this kid in. No, but a lot of those kids. I I'm bringing my man Storm Chandler on this one, but <laughs> a lot of those kids aren't Buchanan yeah. products. Yeah. But now the one Buchanan kid, the one Buchanan baseball player, I always root for is my man Josh Josh Williams. That's mm-hmm. my guy. Nice. Yeah, where's he? Uh, he's going to, you said Santa Barbara next year? Yep, UCSB. Yeah. I was yeah. able to coach him in basketball. Um, he was a varsity player as a sophomore for basketball, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and he's arguably one of the best basketball players on that campus. doesn't even play basketball. He doesn't even play, yeah. But he's absolute unbelievable athlete. But, yeah, it, it'll be interesting, too, because hopefully baseball, hopefully they have the playoffs and you can really see and mm-hmm. – see how that goes and because yeah Buchanan right now is rocking and rolling but you just wonder if are those kids they going to stay for playoffs or 
do they go on to go? Because you know, Buchanan has a bu- they have a bunch of D one talent. Yeah, I imagine some of those kids might even get drafted. Yeah. So it's do you stay or do you go prepare for that next chapter in life? And it's a big mystery right now. Yeah, and it's you don't blame them. You honestly can't blame a kid for ditching high school sports to go prepare for that next chapter. Yeah, seriously, I was having the same conversation with uh with Jake from the Hit or Die podcast, and he was, you know, they're making the same asking the same questions. Is it, you know, what are these kids going to do? It's a big decision. So not, it's hasn't really happened before where these, you know, graduation is going to happen. And then, and then they still got baseball season. So, yeah. And you know, like it's, it's a new chapter for those kids. And when you come in as a freshman, most people know who play college sports, you're bottom of the totem pole. Like you, you have to earn everything you've gotten. And so, you know, it, in high school, you were the man and now you got to, you got to, start building that resume back up so yeah for sure well you know so we should uh it's the time to get to our uh to our interview today we got a fun one. Oh, it, yeah unbelievable i can't yeah coach webb just unbelievable unbelievable nice man unbelievable coach just great human being everyone you've ever i've ever came across who's played for coach webb just nothing but great things about him yeah i remember uh, just growing up in the valley and you know, being around and hearing about those, those teams out there, the dude's just, the man's just a legend. And honestly, it was really cool. It was an honor to have him sit down and chat with us for, for a long time. And it was, man, I just, I'm excited for, for you guys to get to hear this one. I'm excited to listen to it again myself. It was, it was good stuff. So yeah, we're fortunate, you know, he's not, he's not a Fresno native. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're very fortunate that a kid from Kansas found his way to Fresno, California. Yeah. We're going to hear that whole story. So, uh, Figure out how he how he wound up at Washington Union, how he turned it into a powerhouse, and uh, yeah, and stay tuned. Do not turn it off. Get to the end of the episode. We got a fun little guest appearance. Uh, somebody popped in the studio here and uh, and joined the conversation. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, good stuff. We'll get get you out there. It's uh, Mr. Von Webb, legendary coach out of Washington Union, on the Off the Bench podcast. All right, Jason, Off the Bench Podcast, we are back, and we are ready for a big one today. Let me tell you, when, when you talk about, you know, local legends in the basketball game here in the Central Valley, no, no, almost nobody wins a state title, and this man's got several. Especially at the school at Washington Union, and he, he, he might have coached probably, you can argue, the best basketball team to ever come out, of, the high school basketball team to ever come out of Fresno. I don't know that many people are going to argue with that. So. I believe that team had like eight Division One players. Even though Demetrius said his team was better, they would have beat that team. He did. He did make that claim. But, <laughs> yeah, that's, that team. That yeah. Team. Legend here. We got, yeah. Coach, we got Coach Von Webb with us today. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm um, beautiful. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. And so, well, actually, you could be the one to, you know, Demetrius might get upset, but you could actually tell us which team was better. We'll get to that a little, little later down the road. But Coach Webb, thank you very much for being on. Thank you for taking no the time. Problem. No problem. So Anything my th- for you, man. Anything for you, Jake. I appreciate it, Coach. I appreciate it. Daniel's starting to realize I got a lot of connections, a lot of friends. I, I feel like every, every day I text. <laughs> every day I text him, "Hey, what about this guy?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I know his brother." <laughs> um, so good. Let's talk about you, Coach. Let's talk about what. 
like, just talk about your basketball career. What made you fall in love with the game of basketball? Uh, you know, I, and, and I don't, it's, it's always tough for me to talk about me, but, um, you know, I was a, when I was young, when I was a kid in Kansas, uh, I was a, I was a wrestler, man. You know, oddly enough, I was, I wrestled and played baseball. Baseball was my favorite sport at the time, but I was a wrestler and, and I was, I was, I was, I was a pretty good wrestler. Finished second in the nation one year and third in the nation another year and won a couple state championships as a wrestler. I had a lot of success. And But my freshman year of high school, all of my buddies um, in Junction City, Kansas, all of my buddies were uh, basketball players, my, my close friends. Um, <laughs> and I used to have to go away across town to go to the wrestling practice and my guys my buddies used to go back to the to the park right down the street and play hoop and it just got to a point where i was like you know what you know i want to go to college and you know i don't know if i'm still feeling this wrestling thing and i and i had a pretty good wrestling career going and i was slated to be the next state champion there and jeff city had a very good wrestling program and um i was you know projected to be one of the top guys but I just, my buddies, man, we, you know, we spent all our summers playing hoop outside, you know, and I was, I was a pretty good athlete. Um, so I just decided one day I made a decision before, after football season, because I played football as well. Yeah. And um, in ninth grade, I said, you know, I'm going to play, I'm going to play basketball this year. I told one of my buddies, I think I'm going to play basketball this year. And they said, you going to tell Coach Gibson? And I was like, oh, no, man. Coach Gibson was this big. Now it's six two, six three, two hundred eighty pound dude. He was a big guy, and um, I didn't know if I was going to tell him or not. I didn't know how I was going to tell him, and so I, I just said, "Man, I don't know." <laughs> I said, "I'm just going to go to basketball tryouts, right?" And so I went to tryouts. Didn't go to wrestling practice. Went to tryouts and made the team. Made the B team. I made the B team, and I was so excited about making the B team um, as a freshman, and. Uh, he came in the gym. Somebody went. Somebody snitched on me and then told him that I was in the gym because he was looking for me, I guess. And they said, "Well, Vaughn's in the gym." He came in there and pulled me out of the gym and just ripped me a new one. And <clears throat> and I just said, "Well, coach, I, I just decided I'm going to play basketball." And he was like, "You're making the biggest mistake of your life. I don't know why you're doing this. You're going to be you're going to be state champion. Now. You're going to do all of that." And and I was just like, "Okay, cool, whatever." And um, then I was on the B team for that year, and it was just like everything he told me. I kind of had flashbacks about that conversation, and all the way through because I was on the B team. And what you know, B team, you played a little bit here. You know, you, nobody came to your games, you know, so you were just there. And all my buddies were on the A team, and I had to go sit in the stand and watch them play after we lose. After our B team would lose, and you know, I, mean, I did make the wrong decision, but I made the decision. I stuck with it. Then I started. Figuring out, okay, what do I got to do to get better? So I started working on my game. I had one of my mentors told me, well, you got to practice. You got to practice on your ball handling, your shooting pass. Oh, you know, just got to become a, practice, become a better player. And um, that's what I did. So I started doing that. And one of my older um, friends, longtime friend, lifelong friend, he went to a couple of camps and he came back to a former camp. He told me, you need to go to camp. You want to play, you got to go to camps, play against better guys and learn this, learn that. 
So I started going to camps. And I went to three camps my the summer, my freshman year going to be a sophomore. Went to um, Gene Smithson, who was the head coach of Wichita State, went to his camp and um, had a great experience there. It was a really, really good experience there. And then I left there and went to Ted Owens' camp. He was the head coach at University of Kansas. Had another great experience. And then I went to the Heart of America camp, which was one of the biggest camps in the Midwest back then. Uh, Ken Cochran, who was the head coach at Loyola, I mean, uh, at Marymount College, one of the best coaches. And I just, I just had a great summer of basketball. And I improved leaps and bounds. And um, so, you know, going to my sophomore year, I mean, I just became just a big, big, big fan of the game. And, and uh, I was actually getting, I mean, I just worked on my game every day. My cousin was, was our best player and, and I played with him all the time. And we, we lived right off an army base, Fort Riley, Kansas there. And they had six gyms on the army base. So we can go play almost any time, play against older, more mature guys. And, and you know, that's what we did. And, um, by my junior year, I was starting on the varsity and, uh, and had a really good junior year and thought that it was going to roll, you know, roll into something real positive, you know, as far as basketball was concerned, because I, I just developed a love for the game, you know, couldn't, couldn't not watch it when it came on TV. I had to watch every game that came on TV and, you know, try my best to go to, you know, wherever I can to play against the best competition and, I would go to Kansas City. I'd go to Wichita, bigger cities in the state, and play against better competition every chance we could. And, you know, this became a basketball nut. And um, I had a tough situation my senior year. I broke my ankle second game of the year. I was returning preseason all-state, all you know, all that stuff, and broke my ankle and was uh, out for most of the season, came back, Played well in three games, re-injured it, came back too soon, re-injured it, and, and uh, so my recruiting fell off and that type of thing. It was it was what it was, you know. It was it was um, things happen, right? You know, so you just try to make the best of it, and you and you bounce back and do what you can. And uh, I ended up, excuse me, ended up. Um, playing, uh, getting a junior college, about four or five junior college offers. Because then, you know, National JUCO is a scholarship and that yeah. type of thing. So so, so it was yeah. – go ahead. No, so, like, I know you played football. So were you playing football in high school as well? No, so I played football my freshman year. And then my, my grandmother, <clears throat> who raised me, um, told me that she didn't want me playing football anymore. Okay. Um, and, and, and let me say something. And, and I say this because I had broken my ankle. I was – I was in a car accident when I was 11. A truck, I, got, I got hit by a truck. And, um, and I had, had really hurt, damaged my ankle really bad. And, and so she was always concerned that it was going to be a problem if I played football in high school. You know, and our, our middle school was 7th, 8th, and ninth. You know, but when high school, she asked, what she told me, well, she didn't ask, you're not playing. <laughs> you're not playing football. And, and uh, she told me, I don't want you playing ba baseball because it's too hot and I don't want to be sitting in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those are my two favorite sports, though. Okay. I kind of gravitated to the she won those. Sport. She won them indoor sports. Yeah, indoor sports. <laughs> she, loved it. she loved it when I wrestled. And uh, she loved that. But then she said the, the basketball, she really enjoyed basketball. 
man, she was she was a big time athlete when she was coming up. So she understood it. She got it. She she loved basketball. So um, but yeah. So I didn't play. I played football my freshman year. Um, okay. Up my freshman year, and then I stopped. Then I stopped. And then I went to junior college. Uh, played there two years in Yellowstone County. Um, same thing happened my sophomore year. I had a good freshman year. Going to my sophomore year, break my ankle. You know, again. same ankle. Same ankle. Oh. Same ankle. And um, so then it just kind of went the way it went. And um, uh, it was just kind of crazy how everything transpired. I, I, I break in and um, um, during the summer, um, I, I go and I'm working out over it at, at um, K-State because I was going to summer school. I was working at Kansas State working for an upper bound program. And I was um, over there uh, working out with some of the guys. And, and next thing you know, I was talking with, I had a meeting with Coach Hartman. You know, so Coach Hartman brought me in and we talked about, um, you know, what my plans were and yada, yada, yada. Because I wasn't even, I, I didn't know if I was really going to play. I had a couple offers to go play in NIA, but I didn't want to play. And and I just said, okay, let me just, you know, I didn't, I didn't, not that I didn't want to play. It was just all the injury stuff, man. It just seemed like it wasn't in the cards for me. Was all the rehab and no, that that a lot of people don't understand that takes a toll on you mentally, not you know, not physically, but mentally, just always getting hurt and always having to rehab. And right when you feel like you're back and you get injured again, it's just that that mental toll. I totally understand that. One hundred percent, and that's and it kind of broke me down, and you know, um, it was just tough. And and then talking to Coach Hartman, he's the head coach of K State there, and he said, "Well, this is what we're going to do." So we came up with a plan, and and so next thing you know, I'm playing at Kansas State and um <laughs> and then it's it's our preseason uh prior to the preseason game I I don't know what happened strained something in my lower back and I mean it was I mean, the doctor was like well you know you need to take the year off and blah 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 and I'm like man here we go another injury you know and um so I registered that year and then after the season was over just told coach coach i'm just gonna take you know take some time away from from school and basketball right now and just you know just try to focus on me yada 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 and so we ended up i ended up doing that and um um, i sat out for two years and uh, i just i said okay i was you know just working working me a little menial job just you know just to have some money in my pocket and i told my grandma i said you know i'm I said, I got to get back in. I said, I love it too much. And, you know, I got to play, you know. So they were having these men's tournaments all over the place. I got on the buddy's team. And um, the head coach at uh, New Mexico State, name is uh, Coach Drew, got arrested. So Coach Drew had somebody had mentioned me to him or whatever. And so Coach was, he had, I had talked to him about coming to New Mexico State to play and yada, yada, yada. And, so I um, had family down in New Mexico, so I moved down there, and and um, just so happened he gets fired that's that spring, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this basketball thing might not be what's, what's, <laughs> might not be happening for me, so, but nonetheless, you know, um, it ended up I get down there and uh, he leaves, and, and uh, coach, um, oh I forgot the new coach that came in. Um, It'll come to me in a minute, but he comes in, have a conversation with him, and he was just, you know, it was a year like almost like a 
like about four or five months later. He said, well, I got my guys already, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool, no big deal. And um, so I was playing in this other tournament, and Coach Greg Graham uh, happened to watch me play, and he took the, he had just taken a job at Western New Mexico. And Coach Graham takes a job there, and then, you know, he offers me scholarships, and I was like, great, you know, ready to roll, ready to go. And um, getting ready to go down there to Silver City, and in August, school's getting ready to get going, and Coach Graham calls me and says that he's taking a job in, at, at San Jose State, I think it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, man, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous, man. And so, um, so ended up not going that year, you know, ended up still, you know, just staying out in New Mexico working. And um, uh, the new coach comes in. Name is John Barano, and John Barano um, comes in and uh, contacts me. But it was kind of like already today's school already started, whatever, whatever. So when you come in at semester time, get you acclimated, whatever. So he's Coach Ron used to be he he ultimately was a head coach at COS for many years. Okay. Um, yeah, and so John was I played for John that year. That next year came in, uh, played for John that year. Then John leaves. And goals and matter of fact that year we had a we started off great we had a we had a um, really good team we had a really really good team we actually went into New Mexico State we're at any high school now we went to New Mexico State and beat them at New Mexico State and they had I think they were in the top 25 in the country at some point during that year oh wow and uh, and we, we we beat them at their place and um, but after the holiday as it sometimes goes we had like four of our I was the only starter that was that was that was eligible. <laughs> we had four guys become ineligible, and uh, you know that depletes your team right away. Um, so we went from being the favorite to win the conference, RMAC conference, to being you know not a very good team. So it was a tough deal. Um, Coach Barano, good man, great man, loving to death, um, looked out for me, and so then he leaves and takes a job at COS, and a new coach comes in. So now this is my senior year. New coach comes in, and I didn't know him. And it was like, okay, here's a new guy coming in, and you know he wants to go home, want to bring his own guys and that type of thing. So, well, no big deal. You know, I was on scholarship, so I didn't worry about it. It was just, it is what it was. We just do what we got to do, and you know. And I was one of the returning captains and that type of stuff. So, you know, we started getting it going. But I was playing. We had a new football coach come on campus, and I was um. His son was in the gym, and I didn't even know who his son was. I didn't even really know him, but we were just playing hoops. You know, just messing around in the spring. And um, the son says, hey, you ever play football? And I was like, yeah, and, and, you know, junior high. He said, man, you ought to think about playing. You get this net, you this net, you know, whatever. I said, okay, well, I said, you know, I got a new coach, and, you know, a new basketball coach. I don't know him. I don't know what's going to happen with this. I said, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Let me give it a shot. So I go out there. And spring spring football, and um, have a really good spring, really good spring. So um, I told you know told the basketball coach, well, I'm going to play football, and yada yada yada. So he wanted to take the scholarship and that type of thing. And football coach said, don't worry about it, we'll pick it up, no big deal. And so I ended up playing football two years there. Um, that my senior year, then that extra year that I had. Do you have and, to? Um, Coach, did you have to ask your grandma for permission at this time? Or 
you know what? I'll tell you another part about that. She got a good question. She 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 passed away. Sorry to hear that. Um, well, no, 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 no. It was all good because I told her that I was going to play, right? And and um, and she goes, "Well, you're a grown man. You know, do what you want to do." <laughs> and so, but I told her, I said, "She said, she said, I don't care as long as you get a degree." <laughs> she goes, "I don't care what you do at that point, right?" So, and then uh, she passed away in '88. Uh, November of 88, but it was, it was, um, uh, you know, but she was happy. She was happy because I had, you know, I had a lot of success playing football. I had a lot of success. So it was, it was a, um, it was a blessing. It was a total blessing in disguise. What position um, did you play in football? I was a corner. Okay. I was a corner and I was a, I was a back a corner and backup punter. Um, but I was, you know, I started corner. I was all conference as a corner. Um, I led the nation in inception for a long time until, you know, the year that she got hurt, the year that she passed away, uh, the last three games, I missed the last three games of the season uh, because of her, her death. Um, uh, so it was, you know, it was tough. It was tough those last three yeah. games. Um, and so, um, but you know, I had a, I had, I had a, I had a good solid, I had a solid, solid career in playing football. Um, and I was solid in basketball. I was I was a pretty good athlete. I was blessed. Um, Sounds like definitely. it. Not many people yeah, play. Not many people are playing two sports and being all conference in <laughs> both football and basketball well, in college. I, I, I didn't I didn't make all conference in basketball, okay. but I was you know, I, I you know I was I was I held my own. I just I wasn't all conference player, but I held my own. Um, but I tell you, I broke my ankle the last the, <laughs> the darn ankle. The last yeah, the last basketball game. The last um. Uh, week of this basketball senior uh, season, my senior year, we were playing at home against uh, Grand Canyon, I think it was, or is it Grand Canyon or I forgot who it was, somebody. And um, and I and I before we went to the playoffs, broke my ankle. And I was like, man, this ankle. But you know, I never broke it. Never broke it, Jason. Playing football, always, always basketball. Coach, never that's not where. That's not the term ankle breaking. That's that wasn't on you though, Coach. That term didn't come on you, now, did it? <laughs> That's probably what it was. That's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Different meaning, but uh, you know, it is what it was. So, coach, yeah, so yeah. coach, how does a kid from Kansas who's going to college in New Mexico wind up in California out here in the Central Valley? Well, you know, it's crazy. My uncle, who just passed away last week, um, he lived in he lived in um, Vacaville, and um, he was you know he went to the University of Kansas. And uh, I was a K-State guy, so we used to always go at it. We were really <laughs> close. We used to go at it all the time. And, um, uh, but he he was in the service. He was in, a, in the Air Force. Excuse me. And my whole family, everybody in my family were service service members, but not me. I was the only one that wasn't. Um, but uh, he he lived up in Vacaville, and he kept telling me, man, you need to get you know, – he'd come back home when I was younger and talk about how beautiful it was in, in California, blah, 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 blah. And so I would just start doing research when I was young. And, and um, I told my grandmother when I was in eighth grade, I said, when I graduate college, I'm moving to California. And she was like, yeah, right. You're not going, you know. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and then you'd see on TV, I would see on TV on, on Saturday mornings when and, um, they would show the, like the college infomercials, so to speak. You know, they show the, the highlights of the, they show if two teams are playing, they would show like a commercial that the yeah. school put together, you know, something like that. So, and I'll tell you something, I saw 
um, I saw a a um, commercial for Pepperdine University. Oh yeah. Yeah, see, I don't even have to say it, right? You you know what Malibu, that, California. Saw, Malibu, Malibu, California. California. <laughs> Man, I saw that and I was sold. It was, a, <laughs> it was a done deal. You weren't you couldn't tell me I wasn't moving to California, you know. But um, but that's why I ended up I ended up going and, and um Kenny Travis was a good friend of mine, yeah. very good friend of mine. We, Kenny Travis, we played that when we beat New Mexico State, that's when I actually met Kenny. Because after the game, you know, we talked to him in the hallway, good game, blah, blah, blah. And we just started talking, you know, talking, chopping it up. And and we just stayed in touch. We stayed, you know, we just started staying in touch. And I would go down to New Mexico State on weekends. He'd come down to Western. we just hang out. You know, we'd go down and play hoop. And and then um, uh, Kenny would tell me, man, you need to go to Fresno, man. You need to go to California. You need to go to Fresno. They need a good coach. I told him I wanted to coach and that type of thing. And let me say this. I had opportunity to go play football in Canada and basketball in Australia. Um, and I could have went either way with it. Right. But I didn't want to do either. To be honest with you, I was like, I'm done. You know, all these injuries and all that. I was just done. I was tired of it and I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I, I decided that I wanted to coach and teach. And I told Kenny that. And so Kenny told me about a guy named Larry Matthews, who used to run the Fresno, um, Education. I forgot what, what his title was, but he was working with a county of education um, there in downtown. And he told me about him. So I ended up going to a job fair on the on New Mexico State campus. And I go to the job fair and I walk in and right as I walk in to the left, there was there was um, uh, a, a table, two guys sitting there, um, a guy named uh, Jim Fugman. Oh yes, and, yeah. And, what was and unified? Carl, yes, and Carl Tomlinson. Yes, and, and, uh, and so I've met those guys there. Um, we talked for about thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, and um, they told me, "Well, you know, we'd love to bring you out, take a look at, you know, Clovis and Fresno area, and blah 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 blah." You know, <laughs> you know. So I ended up going out there. Well, before that, I went and I ended up meeting Larry Matthews. He was there as well. And same kind of conversation. And, and then, um, so I um, went to, about three weeks later, took a trip out to Fresno and um, visited the, you know, the closed district. And uh, Doc Buchanan was the superintendent. And uh, I went and had lunch with Doc and sat there. It was, you know, it was a recruiting trip. And so... Went there and went to Doc's office and he showed me all the plans for Clovis Unified. Uh, you know, he showed me Clovis, showed me Buchanan, because Buchanan wasn't built at the time. Showed me Buchanan scale, a model, scaled model down, scaled model of Buchanan, showed me scaled model of different elementary schools, showed me the scaled model of Clovis North. I mean Clovis East and then Clovis North. I mean it was it was it was pretty nice how they had it all set up and they had Just the that vision. Just the vision, yeah. And it was and he had told me. You know, he, Doc was great. Doc Buchanan was absolutely great. And, and he had told me that there was, you know, a lot of opportunity. And I said, yeah, it seems like it would be and blah, blah, blah. So then I, we did that and came back home. Then I went back out for another trip and saw the Fresno area and all that stuff. And I chose Clovis because when I went there on a visit, when I went there on that visit, I met Vince Wesson. 
V Dub, my man. Yeah, yeah. I met Vince Wesson over at Clark, and and uh, I had a choice to go to Kasner, Clark, um, either one of those two schools. Um, and I said, well, you know, I'll go to Clark because it was, you know, just Vince was 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 instrumental because him and I hit it off really well. And um, and Ken Wolf, who was a he and Scott Steele were the administration there. And those guys were just great. I just, I love those guys. I, I, when I met them, I just fell in love with them because they were good people. Nothing against anybody else, but those guys just, you know, struck a instant bond with them. Um, so, you know, that's how I got to, got to Clovis, got to Clark, and I was at Clark for six years. And I coached football, basketball, track there. And I was blessed to coach so many really good athletes. So many really good athletes that came out of there. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was phenomenal, man. I had a great, we had a great run during that time when I was there at Clark. We had a lot, we had a lot of, we had a good time. We had a lot of good kids come through there. Met a lot of great people. No, yeah. I, that's how I actually got to know, like meet you and know you is through Wesson because Wesson was my eighth grade coach. And, mm-hmm. And we'd, you know, we'd go watch you guys were coaching Union and, you know, definitely too when Deshaun had just, Deshaun Stevenson just left Clark, was going to Union. And you would always send him like highlights or like game film. And Wesson would always show us. And I remember Deshaun playing, like you guys were in a tournament in Florida and Deshaun won like, Deshaun Stevenson won the dunk contest in Florida, jumping over ball racks and stuff. And it was just, it was, you know, and it was just always those things. And Wesson would always like, he'd be like, hey, watch. He's like, hold on, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Coach Webb, and like you guys would just chat it up, and but no, yeah, it's those are always great times and fun times and enjoyable times. Without without question, it was it was um, the years at Clark were so instrumental in my adulthood, you know, developing because they were they were really I had some really good people that I worked with, and then coaching wise, um, they believed in me as you know coaching wise. They gave me an opportunity to coach my own teams and do my thing, you know, and just, just continue to grow and develop. And, you know, and I told those guys, you know, I said, I want to be a head, a head, head division one basketball coach one day. I said, that's my mission. That's my plan, you know? And, um, you know, and so they were, they were good to me. Scott Steele, Ken Wolf, those guys were good to me, you know, and they, they looked out for me and, um, uh, really helped me along the way. Vince, Vince, um, was a very instrumental in, 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 in any, any success that I had. Um, because he was just, you know, he knew everybody in Fresno and, and, um, he introduced me to a lot of people and it just really helped my career take off as it, as it did. Yeah. Vince Wesson, local star, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Great guy. So, all right. So you're coaching, you're the JV head basketball coach at Clovis High. I was, I was, I was the. The seventh grade coach at Clark. Um, then I left Clark to be the head, I mean, to be the head JV coach at Clovis High and assistant varsity coach at Clovis High with Mike McGowan. Yes. And then, and, yeah. yeah. So McGowan steps down, right? And this is kind of one of the things that probably changes the whole ripple effect of just Clovis or Central Valley basketball for the most part, we can say, right? It's Clovis High has an opportunity. To where they could hire you to take over the Clovis High program, or they go another route and they hire a Fresno State kid who just got done playing in Brandon Bakke. Is that kind of correct? 
Well, no, it really wasn't like that. Okay. It was, that was, that, the timing of it was different. Okay. The I took the union job in 95. I don't know what year Brandon got there. Okay. But my, my first year at union, um, uh, my first year at union, um, Miguel was still the head coach at Clovis High. Okay. He was, he was still the head coach there. My thing was, my, my deal was, you know, I knew that, I mean, I knew I didn't have any varsity head coaching experience. And, uh, but I knew that the head coaching position had came open at, at um, Buchanan, you know, and I had a big interest in that one because it was already in district, whatever, whatever. And yeah. I understood, you know, and they hired a friend of mine, Tony Peterson, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't get a shot at it, you know, and that was, that was okay. You know, you know, Tony was a lifelong Clovis guy. You know, family, rich, rich family tradition and Clovis Unified yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I love him. Love Tony to death and love Jeff. His brother Jeff's a good friend of mine. And, um, you know, and his dad was an ex, was, was, was the man. I loved his father. Yeah. Great, great people. Um, but Tony got that job. So there was no other job opening, you know. So I said, well, I, I'd been at Clark for six years. I said, I want to I wanna be a head coach. And, and um, Vince Wesson calls me one morning and tells me he hears that. Washington Union had just gotten rid of their coach and and it was a position open and he knew the knew the the superintendent and he says, I want you to meet him. He goes, you know, he and a guy named Dale January. So they're talking to him. So I, I go and meet the superintendent, position's open, you know, and I go, I'm told him I'm very interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had you know, we had a long conversation and a few interviews later, um, Bill Griffin hires me and um he told me the day he hired me, he goes, I'm going to support you hundred percent. You know, let's, you know, let's make this thing work. And I said, let's do it. You know? And, um, that's kind of how it went. And I think Brandon came along a little bit after me, but you know, um, it, you know, the, the success was, was, yeah, was immediate, you know, at Washington union. And, and so it was made it tough to make any kind of decision. Cause there was a couple other jobs that, you know, if it came open, they, that came open that would have been intriguing in the Fresno district or even in Clovis, you know, but the success there started immediately. So, you know, I wasn't about to leave and do anything else because they gave me my first opportunity. And I wanted to make sure I finished what I started. Did you know about their rich like history or like, you know, just the athletes that have came through union, like the Jervis Coles, like, did you know about, you know, before you took that job, like, Hey, they, they got some, they've had some players that have came out of union. Well, you know what? I knew what I knew what Kenny, because I had called Kenny, uh, Kenny Travis, and I knew what Vince had told me, because I, you know, I didn't know prior to coming to Fresno, no, but um, but I, you know, after talking to a few people in in um, in Fresno, you know, they told me how, because I didn't even know, I didn't even know, even at when I was even at um, Close High coaching, I, I had I didn't know really who Washington Union, where Washington Union was until. <laughs> Until I took my team out there for a tournament, right? They had a JV <laughs> tournament out there. And oddly enough, check this out. This is funny to me. I go out there. I'm JV coach at at um, Clovis, and we go out there for a tournament. And we are in the championship game of the tournament at Washington Union. And um, I was a pretty high-strung guy when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, you know, the referees, they, you know, they would, I had problems with a few referees. And then, and just what happened that game, 
there were a couple guys who I think I had issues with on a regular basis, but and that was probably my fault because I was just so animated at times. Um, but I, I get first and the only time I've ever been kicked out of a gym, out of a game. Um, well, no, it was the second time, but um, it was at Washington Union, and and my assistant coach had to had to coach the team, and we ended up sticking up losing the tournament, um, got second place or whatever. But that's what that was the first time I heard about Washington Union, and and just so happened Bill Griffin was there that day, the championship, and and uh, John Pestridge, who was the former head coach of Washington Union, who was a principal at the time, they, they were, he was there too, I guess. But, the, you know, it was kind of funny. Uh, a, a year later, I was the head coach at Washington Union after I got thrown out of that too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, it was, eh, you know, it was, I was a little rambunctious. I thought they weren't giving us any calls and, you know, and trying to defend my team, so. You know, it was what it was. But um, but that's when I heard about Washington. I really didn't know much about them. I really didn't. And then I, I used to play pickup ball at North at the North Gym on Fresno State campus. Um, and I'd play against Jervis and Carl Ray and, and those guys and and uh, Dave Harris and a lot of those guys that came from Washington, Tony Harris. And I'd play, play against those guys in the league and stuff. And then I would learn more and more. Then when I got the job, it was it all kind of came to full to full um um full circle that you know, all those guys would come back out and and um, play against my guys and help us get better. But I didn't know much about them prior to that, no. So, Coach, you talk about the kind of the instant success out at Union. Obviously, the plan is to win when you go somewhere. But did were you, did you even surprise yourself at how you know how quickly that happened? Well, you know, I tell you, I don't know if Meech mentioned it or not, but when you talk with Meech, the day I got the job, it was like sometime in May. And and I went. The, the guys were playing in a in a summer league over at San Joaquin Memorial. The team was, and so I go over to there, go over there, and Kevin Harris, who's one of my assistants, takes me over there the day I get the job. He picks me up from school and takes me over there, so I can meet the team, watch them play, and meet them. And uh, so we go do that. And so I'm talking to those guys, you know, after they after I watch them play, and I told them, I said, fellas, this is, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this opportunity. I said, I, this is what I've been praying for and been working for my entire career. You know, this is this is this is all I think about. You know, you know this next step. And um, and I told him, I said, you don't think I'm crazy, but I'm gonna tell you right now. You know, in my eyes, in my opinion, we, you know, I'm here to win a state championship. I said, we're gonna we're gonna win a state championship. That's the mission. And they all kind of like looked at me, kind of looked at each other like this dude's nuts. You know. I knew that's what they were saying. They thought it was crazy. No, Demetrius said that. that. He will. I'll send you that link to the podcast. He literally, he literally said that. He's like, "Yeah, Coach Webb from day one was talking about we're going to win a state championship," and he's like, yeah, "This man got to be crazy." Yeah, he thought you were crazy. <laughs> Is that what he said? I yeah. told you. I, I know that's what they thought. I knew that's what they thought. <laughs> they I, they looked at me. You should have seen them looking in their eyes, guys. They'd be like, "Who is this dude?" You know, because you know they didn't know. They didn't know me. You know, and I didn't. You know, I didn't know them. So it was like, okay, but that was just my whole, that was my focus. And let me, and let me back up a little bit. Let me, let me say why. Let me tell you that, why my thought process was like that, if I can. Um, that year before, I went up to the state championships at Oakland Coliseum. And it was when Shea Cotton was at Modern Day and 
and Frank Locko still had, he was at Southgate, I think Southgate High School. And um, and I'm watching the state championships all day. And I'm sitting way up top, right? And I'm just sitting up there and I'm just like, by myself, you know, sitting up there and, and uh, um, watching the game, watching the game, watching the game. I'm like, man, I said, uh, I can just see, I, I can vision. Told myself this is one by myself. So I was with my ex-wife. She was out there with me. We we're sitting there watching, and I was thinking to myself, "What I meant to say?" And I think to myself, "Man, we, can, I can, I can. That, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do." I'm sitting there saying to myself, and I told her, "I said, what? I said, you watch. Mark my words. When I get my head down, we're gonna be right there." I said, "It's gonna happen. It's gonna be right there." And um, watching, watching, watching modern day wins, and you know, and. And and um, Willie West is one of my mentors. I really like, I really respect and love Willie West, you know, and talk to Coach West a lot of times about different stuff, whatever. whatever. And I told him, Coach, now I was working state championships and blah, 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 blah. And we went through all that. And um, and he goes, well, you got to believe it before you can achieve it. You know, I said, well, that's what's up. And so when I got the job, you know, my first thing was it's on. And I heard that Washington had won, you know, two state championships previously. I said, well, I said, I'm, I, we, we're going to do the same thing. You know, I said, we're going to do the same thing. And uh, I told the players that. And um, next thing you know, you know, we go, we have a great season. You know, we have people that were doubting us. We had people that told our, that told our players that we'd be lucky, you know, other coaches. We had coaches in the Valley that we'd be lucky if we win one game you know, blah, 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 blah. And we had a lot of dissenters, a lot of haters and that type of thing. We didn't, we said, okay, you know, our back's against the wall. It is what it is. We're going to do it. Our mission is to get our guys to the next level, to, to be good people, you know, keep your nose clean, handle the business, do what you're supposed to do. And and um, everything fell into place, you know, everything fell into place. And uh, these guys worked their butts off. I worked them so hard. I don't know if Meach talked about that, but, you know, uh, you know, I had to challenge them. I had to challenge The best thing that happened to us is I have friends, Dave Barnett, Pat Riddlesprigger, uh, Charlie Ross, um, um, Rod Higgins, Tyrone Bradley, Bobby Anderson. All these guys would come out and play against my guys all summer long. All summer long, they came out and played against them. And would kick their butts, but they were playing against top level competition. Mm-hmm. You know, Bijou Bali, Will Hooker, all these guys, man. They would come out and play against my guys. I open up the gym, they come out and just kick their butts, man. And it was and it was great because they are my guys didn't win. Yeah, you could count on. I don't even know if they won any games during the month of July, right? June and July. Cause we didn't do the summer league, you know, we because we had a lot of work to do ourselves, you know, so. We played and played and played and played. I think the last week of us playing before school started, our guys finally won a few games. And they were so happy, you know. And even the players that, you know, the Fresno State guys, they said, man, you guys, you guys got a chance to have a really good team this year. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. You know, you can see because they, they started holding their own. They started figuring out how to play together, play each other, play with each other. You know, they they became unselfish instead of everybody worrying about getting theirs, and you know, it was just like, you know, it was beautiful. It was, it was, it was so, it was just great to watch that man, watch that metamorphosis of their mentality, 
And and that's when I started thinking, you know, developing the concept, you know, it, you know, it's all about mentality. You know, that's when I first started for me. And um, I told him, man, your mentality is going to perpetuate your reality, fellas. And what you do on this floor, what you do to get better, how we work and how we put this time in, it's going to pay off. And um, and that was, honestly, that, that actually became the easy part for them because they were just playing. But then when we started conditioning, it went to another level, you know, and then having to go to school and go to conditioning and go to practice, you know, it all became, you know, tough for them, but they figured it out. And um, and I'll tell you guys, they they worked their butts off. They really, truly did. I mean, I mean, we've had we had some, woo, we had some tough ones, and um, they did it. Everything I every I challenged them every day. It was a constant challenge. Every day, everything was a competition. Every drill, every every day was a competition. Every drill was a competition. Everything challenging mm-hmm. the classroom. I'm challenging them because I know that if they can meet the challenges, they prepare to meet challenges. They're gonna be they're gonna be successful. I knew it was gonna happen. You know what I felt it would happen. So and. Uh, Go ahead, Coach. Sorry. No, I'm good. No, I'm yeah. Good. So we talking with Demetrius, and right, you guys are on your state run. You guys are in the semifinals, and you're playing against this UCLA, you know, this UCLA, UCLA bound future NBA player and Baron Davis. Hold on, hold on, back up before that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We, we that team played. We played. We 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 played best teams in Fresno. Beat beat everyone. Right. And that was a good team. Did that. The kids played very well. We lost the best, the, the most important game of our season. It wasn't Aaron Davis. The most important game of our season was the game that we lost in the Clovis Elks Championship to South Bakersfield. Our record that year, and believe me, you know, I, I don't, I, if you ask me right now what my record was as a coach, I couldn't, I promise on everything I love, I could not tell you. I can figure it out, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But that first year we went 31 and one, and that one loss. When those guys lost that game, it was you know here you hear coaches talk about it, it was the best loss you know it was yeah. the, you know best thing about it. and and I never believe I never prescribed to that until that day, to that night, because that night the the losing we lost by one to South Bakersfield and Jarvis Turner blocked Lonzo's shot at the buzzer. Um, it, it was it was a devastating loss to these guys because they were 13 and 0, you know, on the roll, had beaten Bullard, had beaten Close West, had beaten Close High, had beaten Buchanan, had beaten Madera, had beaten beaten everybody. You know, it wasn't Bakersfield. We had, we had beaten everybody. You know, it was and they were feeling pretty good. I thought it was a great loss because it brought them back down to earth because they were starting to get a little cocky. <laughs> You know, so it kind of settled them, resettled them. And from that point forward, they made it, they made a conscious decision. They said, we're not going to lose another game. Now, they told me that in the locker room after that game because they were crying full of tears. I said, why are you crying, man? So we got a lot of basketball to play, you know, a lot of basketball to play. So this is bumping the road, you know, but they were hurt. They were physically, emotionally hurt behind that loss. And then here we roll, you know, we start rolling after that and we get going and we go in the league and then we go. And so I, and bring you fast forward to the playoffs playing against Barron, you know, um, I had a bunch of friends of mine down in LA who, you know, who had watched Barron play and I had gotten pretty good scouting report on him and for our guys, we had scouted him pretty good. 
we go into that game, you know, and guys a little nervous because, you know, this is, you know, Southern Second Championship winning this game goes to the state championship, you know. And we're we go into that game and you know, we're playing, we're playing, we're playing, and Baron is Baron, whatever. I think we were down like like sixteen or something like that. Sixteen, seventeen something in the second quarter. And um call timeout and say, fellas, we get this thing down to nine. We get it under double digits. Get down to nine by the half. We're going to win this game. So we just got to take care of the ball. got to finish, you know, that out of rebound. So we, we, we get it to nine. And I think, I think Alonzo, Chris makes a steal and gives a great dive to Alonzo. Alonzo goes up and dunks it, I think, right before the half. Momentum. We get it under nine. We go into the locker room and, and, um, and I tell him, I said, well, what do we say, fellas? You know, yeah, we get it under under the double digit, get it down nine. We, I said, well, that's where we're at. So now, what are we gonna do? We go back out, and Demetrius, Demetrius, Alonzo, and Chris Jeffries played their butts off. Um, but Meach fouled Baron out beginning of the fourth quarter. He probably didn't tell you that. No, he did he not. No, he ain't gonna tell you that. He put, <laughs> and fouled Baron, Baron. Made some move and. And uh, you know, Meach's little video screen, little little, <laughs> little video dude, man. And I was just I used to just laugh at him and Rondell Nettio. I used to just laugh and they were so tiny, but they were, you know, they were just um no, it was Bobby Hubbard who scored right before the half. And um and Bobby was probably my smartest player on the floor. He's probably the smartest basketball player on the floor on both teams. And Bobby had to had to kind of figure it out. He started giving Baron problems. And um and we run at him, we you know, we do some different things. Excuse me. And those guys ended up coming back. We ended up being down at nine at the half and won the game by twenty-one. And 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 I their mentality. Their mentality. You know, that was I knew then at my heart, I knew then we weren't gonna lose nothing. I knew we were gonna win the state championship at that point. I just felt it, you know. I'm not being cocky, I'm just just the way that they were playing. We were clicking on all cylinders. And they finished that strong. And then you go beat Baron Davis, and they had they had like four other Division One players on that team. And you go beat them, you know, basically in their own home court. It was at Cal State Fullerton. You know, you got a chance to go win that next game up in Sacramento. We felt we had a pretty good chance, um, and so they did. But that was kind of how that went down. All right, so we're gonna fast forward it a couple years later. Well, talk about first of all, let's. You started getting kids now wanting to be a part of that Washington play for you Washington Union culture. Talk about that, like kids coming in and being wanting to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you, man, and and, and I and I tell people all the time, you know, I, I'm a firm believer because I've seen it happen all over places. If if you have a great program, if you build a program, and, and people realize that you're doing the right things, you know, for your child, for your players you know, for the for the community, you know, for the school, you know, and you're having success, people want to be a part of it. And and that that was uh I, I that was great, you know, because I seen it happen all over. You know, I seen it happen all over and and, and we started having success. <laughs> we had that thirty one and one season. Then the next year, you know, it's like all of a sudden Union wins the state championship and, and, and my phone blow starts blowing up. You know, and, and I, hey, it, just like I told my my uh, my players, 
listen, fellas, if you do what you're supposed to do, good things are going to happen. That's just what it is. And we were blessed. We were really, truly blessed because people started calling, want to bring play, want to bring kids. I told him, talk to my AD. My AD was, he was the best about it. He told him the truth, kept it real with him in the whole nine yards. You know, back then, if you to play somewhere, you, you got to be, you can, you got to live in a district. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to move, or you got to find a way to transfer in. You know, you got to do it the right way. And and Jeff Jeff Cardoza was one of my great guy. You know, and Jeff was was animate about it in the whole nine yards. And so we looked at it like, hey, it was a it, for us for me it was a um, how do I say it? It was a uh, it was respect, you know. Um, it was, it was, um, it was. It felt good that people want to be a part of what you were doing. People, people like what you're doing, and and they realize that we were there to help them. You know, we we're there to help our kids. You know, every senior on that team that wanted to play that year, I made sure that they either have a scholarship or they had opportunity to go play at the next level. You know, and that was basically how we how we did things. And and we, I knew Deshaun was Deshaun's dad. It was a Washington Union. I knew Deshaun was going to come with me because Deshaun had been with me as a seventh grader, you know. And it's, I mean, I already knew what time it was. You know, I knew that was going to. He was that was that was my guy. You know, that was my. He was, he was babysitting my children. He was like my like my son. You know, he's like my son. So you know, that wasn't even it. You know, but you know, let's back it up. Well, we can even go back before that. You take Alonzo Robinson, who was a former Clovis kid. Chris Jeffries, right? Chris, well, Chris Jeffries came to Clovis, <clears throat> excuse me, as a freshman. Yeah, Bryant Jeffries. Um, Alonzo was was actually expelled from the Clovis district. You know, and that was like, and his mother called me up late one night crying, and and Coach Webb, can you help? Me? I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do whatever I can to help your son. We'll look into it. I'll talk to Mr. Dr. Griff, uh, Bill Griffin, and We'll see what the deal is, and and build everything was done, and it was and it worked out perfect for Zoe because if if Zoe didn't come play for us, he would have been on the streets probably doing some things he wasn't supposed to do, you know. Um, sports was his life, and he wanted to go play in college, and you know he didn't have the opportunity. He wasn't going to have the opportunity. He was expelled, you know, and whatever reason was, it it happened. And so I said, well, everybody deserves a second chance. Alonzo got a second chance and made the best of it. Made the best of it. So it was a, it was a beautiful opportunity for him. You and know. Then, <clears throat> then I remember a couple years later, Richard Millsap transferred in. Yeah. From Clovis. Yeah. Because I just yeah. I re I remember because Deshaun lived on the same street as me, Deshaun Stevenson, and so mm -hmm. I remember him and like him, Chris and Kevin Sims, Lenny McCormick, right? They all went to Clark together super close yeah. they'd always be and i remember like i knew deshaun was going to go to union and i remember i'd always be like hey man like i would always ask like chris and kevin like hey, are you guys gonna go to union too like you know just thinking like hey what's you know and just that whole you know just knowing what you were building over there and the success and you know just seeing like a lot of kids from clovis high transferring over and i was always like i i always just tell my parents i don't want to play basketball at clovis high like that's never, I wasn't a Clovis high kid. I didn't grow up in Clovis high. So like, I really didn't have that, you know, love for Clovis high. So it was like, Hey, I want to go where I'm going to have the best opportunity to play. And and that's exactly what the deal was, you know, the opportunity. Right. And 
and, and it just so happened that Deshaun turned out to be a great player, you know, I'm probably arguably the best player to come out of Fresno. But it was just like the relationship that we had that I had built with with different families, you know, and different, you know, it, it's it, that's how things go. And, and the parents put their children in a position where they feel is going to be best for them. And I've always said that, you know, I've, I've been, been a proponent of that forever. I've had kids, I had kids that left Washington and went to play somewhere else because they thought I was too tough. Well, Coach Webb is too tough of a coach. I said, okay, well, I'm not going to argue. Okay, you got to do what you got to do. And and that was the bottom line. And I was a tough coach, but I was I was I did it the right way. You know, I did what was best for us, best for our players, and and we had a, and it all it it all came full circle and it all worked out the way it was supposed to. But you know, people make their own choices, their own decisions about where they want to put their kids and what they want to do. As long as it's done the right way, no big deal, no harm, no foul. We just go, we keep moving, and we were blessed. We were truly blessed to have people, parents that understood how this thing was working, how we were doing it. And they knew why we were doing it. And our mission was to get as many kids as we could scholarship opportunities, you know, and try to win as much as we can win, you know, teaching them how to do things the right way. That's what it was all. But we were really doing God's work. And we say this, we say it all the time. And my assistant, I wish Rich could have been on here with us today. Uh, and he would, he could explain it probably even better because that, you know, I had a great, great staff of guys, great guys come through there and, which one of former another former Clovis High guy, Ryan Beal, was one of my assistants. You know, Ryan's a Clovis guy all his life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he and he came and worked with me, you know, and he was one of my guys. Uh, you know, but he knew because he knew we were doing things the right way, trying to make it happen. And like I say, it was a total blessing. The timing that we had, the time we had and the timing that it was with our players and, and people wanted to be a part of it and and uh, they realized that we were doing what we felt was best. And, and they had to do what they felt was best. And the success that our players had on the court, they had just as much success off, as much success off the court. And, you know, we were just ecstatic. You know, we were just really ecstatic because of we knew that things were moving in the direction that we had planned for them to move. No, I totally agree. So I got to – I asked this question to Demetrius, and I – Demetrius says his 96 team was better than the 99 state championship team. And I remember that 99 state championship team. And I remember like Chris Jeffries, you had Deshaun Stevenson, you had Deshaun Anderson, you had Coop Taylor, Shamal Stallworth, Carvel Wafer, you know, and I'm just like, like, I felt like you guys had like eight or nine division one players on that, that team. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, man. Here's the crazy part about that. This is crazy. Okay. Those two teams. 96 state champion, 99 state champion. There was not one holdover. It was two totally separate groups of players, right? That was an accomplishment in itself. And so those two teams, you know, back and forth, arguing back and forth, arguing back and forth, <laughs> and, you know, about who's the better team, you know, and I, and you know, and I just pumped it up. Yes. You know, you the fire, you know, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> Got to stir that pot. Got to stir that pot. Oh, you got to stir the pot, man. It's just fun to stir the pot with that deal, right? And so, you know, it's, it's the, the same argument. Who's the GOAT? You know, mm-hmm. Jordan, Kobe, Will Chamberlain, you know, whoever. So we had a chance. What we did was, I said, okay, I told Rich, my sister, I said, Rich, you know what we're going to do? I said, we're going to do a 96 versus 99 state championship um, um, game. It's going to be, you know, there's no, both teams are two different groups of guys. I said, it could be a barn, right? It could be really good. 
And then it was, it, it was Chamel and Deshaun and Coop and Carvel and all those guys on that, on that, on that 99 team. And, and, um, I think the 96 team was only missing one guy. And they had Chris and Demetrius and Ronnell and Bobby Gilbert and Jason and Jason and Brian and Blake, you know, had those guys and Lonzo. And so 96, and I said, I'm going to sit up in the stands and I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to coach either team. I let the assistants coach the team. Right. And, and the place, the place sold out within 15 minutes The you know, the, cause we, we charged for it as did as a fundraiser. Yeah. And and it was packed. The game was starting at six, six I think, and at four o'clock there was a line out this <laughs> all the way around the friggin' school, right? It was so crazy, and um, but it was a great <laughs> great fundraiser, by the way. But um, they played. And I think the score was tied at the half, and in the second half, the ninety sixteen came out, ended up winning by like 40. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it wow. Was, it, was, wow, it was ugly. Oh, wow. It was, it was, it wasn't even the second half, wasn't it? First half was, you know, they competed, competed, yeah. competed. The second one, oh, man. And and that 96 team was the second half team anyways, right? They always played better in the second half. Um, they played really good in the first quarter, then they black up, slack up, slack up, slack up. In the, but in the second half, they always stepped up, and that's what they did. And they, it was, it's either thirty-five or forty. It was, it wasn't even close. Yeah, Demetrius never told us this story. Yeah, it's, well, he probably made. I don't know. I hope he didn't forget. It was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was an absolute ass kicking. <laughs> what it was, keep it real. And um, I couldn't believe it. I was like, just, but it was, it was really good. It was a great opportunity, you know, uh, for those guys to do that. And it was such a heart-filled opportunity for me to sit there and watch those guys, man. It was it was really good. It was really, but that's and, and I knew that that team that the '99 team had had more talent per se, right? But '96 they had more heart in regards to the way that they, I mean, just everything they went through that first year and you know, they just they were just that was the best team I've ever coached was the 96 team. 99 was the most, actually 98 was the most talented team okay. I ever had. You know, it wasn't 99, it was 98 with, with Chris and Richard and Deshaun and Shamel and Carvel and Coop and, you know, and, and those guys, I mean, it was the most talented team. That team, we, when we went on the road, and people don't know this, it was so fun. We go on the road and play, um, Fans from other schools would line up at our bus, and our guys would come off and sign autographs as they're walking into the gym. And and um, we go in the gym and play. And other fans, other teams would hold up. Every time one of our guys get a dunk, they'd hold up a number. They had they had the numbers like those dunk contest numbers <laughs> up in the stands. Oh, that was hilarious, man! I laughed so hard sometimes. Um, but even when we went down to Vegas and played in that that Christmas tournament. Uh, I mean, that, those guys, those guys were, they were something else. You know, they, they were very, and they, and they handled it all very well. They handled it all very, very well. A lot of success, they handled it all very well. No. the most talented in the game. Yeah, I just remember that team was just unbelievable, just super talented, super long, super athletic. And it was just, 
when you went to Washington Union or when Washington Union played, it was just just an unbelievable atmosphere. You have that dude with the bell horn or cow horn or whatever that bell just ringing it and just <laughs> just going absolutely nuts. And then I remember like, and at the time when you guys would play Clovis West, because those you know at the time those were the two top programs. Yeah. And it was always like, all right, we got to get these two teams to play. And, you know, it was just trying to figure out. I remember that one game, I think Deshaun, like, like we, nobody knew if he was going to play. Like, he was on crutches and warm-ups. And then all of a sudden well, – he... Well, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's back up. That, that wasn't, I wasn't coaching that team. Oh, okay. I was, I, was, I was gone. Everybody brings that up, and I'm going, Oh, yeah, because wow, that's when that you was... were at Wyoming, right? Wyoming, yeah, that that I didn't I didn't I wouldn't do anything stupid like that. <laughs> that was what it was, but that wasn't me. So I was not around when that happened. I want to make sure we get that clear. <laughs> that was not that had nothing to do with me. So yeah. I just want to make sure make sure we say that. <laughs> no, but yeah, so that I just yeah I remember because that's really like the first times too because you know hanging out with Wesson and that's all Wesson would just be like, hey, you got to you know. Wesson's just like, hey, you got to check out Union, like what you were doing over there. And then, right, so you go to Wyoming. You go there. Mm -hmm. That's really right your first college assistant job, correct? Yes. And so you're yes. there for a year, right? So what made, you, yeah. what made you leave, right? You just got done winning two state championships. You have this program just absolutely just booming and blossoming. Did you think that was like the time, right? I, I got to, you know, I got to capitalize right now my stock, you know, my stock right now is high. Well, it's hot. Like, let's make that move. Well, that's part of it, you know. And my goal is all was always to be a Division One head coach, and you know, and I had felt that I had reached the pinnacle at the high school level because, you know, honestly, what could we do again? We could have won another state championship. Okay, possibly. I don't know. You know, we don't know. But you know, I wanted to. I wanted to, because you know how college game is. You know, yeah. you, you, have, you have, you have, when you have good players, people want you to ride the coattails of players to get, try to get you opportunities. You know that type of thing. I wasn't that way. You know, I wanted to get an opportunity based upon my merit, right? And and understanding that I can coach this game, you know, and and I can coach that level. Um, I didn't want it to be well. You got a Deshaun Stevenson. You can bring Deshaun with you, or you can give your job based upon that, or you know, no, no, I don't, I don't, I wasn't going to do that. And I love Deshaun too much. I, I would never put my, my needs or anything in place of in front of him or utilize that. I didn't, I didn't want that to be an option. And, and, and honestly, some people approach me about that, but, um, I wasn't going to do it that way. That wasn't, that wasn't going to happen. Um, cause that, like I said, he was like my son, you know, I wasn't, yeah. wasn't about, you know, it, Honestly, you know, I, I just wanted I wanted it to be I wanted to earn it on my own merit. That's what it was. I wanted to get a job based upon the success that I had as a coach and who I was as a person and what my goals were going to be. Um, that's what I wanted. And uh, and I went to Wyoming and um, and it just wasn't a good fit. Uh, and I made a decision to go back to high school. And just so happened, Washington coach gets fired midway through the season. And the job was open. Bill Griffin actually called me and said, Vaughn, you want your job back? I said, yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it was, it was a, uh, you know, it was tough on my kids to live in Wyoming, you know, the weather and, you know, they're California kids. My kids yeah. were, you know, they were young and, 
and all that. And I was on the road all the time. Yeah, it just it just didn't work, you know, wasn't the right situation. And so um end up coming back and going back to Washington Union. So you go to Union, right? And you come back with that second time around. All of a sudden you yeah. you start you start building it again, right? Now you start getting kids that want to be part of that culture, right? You get Javance Coleman. You got, you know, you start getting those players, Javance Coleman's, the Dwight O'Neal's, right? Talk about coaching the Marvin Caraways. Talk about coaching like those that going from, you know, the team that you had in the mid to late nineties to now all of a sudden you're here in the early two thousands. Well, I, you're right. Uh, yeah, that's right. And I tell you, those guys, those guys, they, Javance Coleman wanted to be a, 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 a Panther for a long time. You know what I mean? He lived right down the street from the school. Yeah. And, uh, and Jay, you know, he, he was a big Washington fan, all those kids, Dwight O'Neill, all those kids, you know, um, and, um, they used to come to games when those other guys played, you know, they would always be at the games and stuff like that. But it was a different deal when I came back because that year off, it really, the, we had built a pretty good culture. And then the year, the year went as it went. And so we had to rebuild it. And, um, and we had a bunch of young kids and it was fine because Dwight was a freshman and, and Marvin was a sophomore, I think, or a junior, maybe, um, Archie Copeland was a freshman. Um, uh, and, um, Anthony big Ant was a, was a, was a, he wasn't there yet. It wasn't Ant that Ant came to follow me. Um, but we had a bunch of young kids and so it was about rebuilding, you know, and, but it was about reestablishing the culture. And that's what we did. So we had to reestablish the culture. And and uh, after that first year, we had a tough year that first year. I don't think we only won 19 games and lost in the section championship. Um, and it was a tough year, you know. But that was okay because it was a learning year, you know. It was it was a big learning year for me, you know, because these kids all they they heard about the the, the union mystique and they watched it, but they had, they weren't a part of it. But now they get into it, and they saw that it wasn't as easy as they thought it was. You know, because like I said, I'm I'm, I'm a tough coach, and mm -hmm. I'm very demanding. I'm very demanding. Um, but all that was about helping them be stronger individuals. Being you know becoming a team. It was about we, not me. And um, and so that first year was difficult. You know, but they didn't quit. You know, they played their butts off and then they got bad taste in their mouth, you know, at the end of the season. And then, you know, they come back the next year and we just, we just, we get better. We get stronger. Uh, kids start playing, you know, Trayvon comes, um, Big Ant comes, you know, we got two really good freshmen there. We also had Maurice Shaw, who was there. You know, we had some good, good pieces that we were putting, that we were working with and, and those kids started to understand, you know, and it was different for me because, you know, here comes the influx of it type stuff, you know, and, and, um, and these kids are more worried about, a lot of them still worried about how they looking about and instead about what they're producing, you know, and, and so we had to deal with that kind of stuff, but it, but it worked this way out <clears throat> and kids get, kept getting better you know, they got better and they got better. And, um, uh, it was fun coaching them. It was trying, it was taxing, but it was fun. I think, you know, I think we lost a, a second section championship to East Bakersfield that second year. Um, I think that was Javance's senior year, if I'm not mistaken. 
But um, I think we win or lose one. We lost that one to East Bakersfield on like a last second shot or something like that. And we had a chance to win it and we ended up losing it. But those kids were growing. They were getting better and they were improving. Because I had Dwight and Carl and Vance and, you know, all three of those guys end up going with me to Fresno State when I took yeah. the job at Fresno State. You know, and and um, uh, it was just, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a different experience, but, you know, still coaching, still basketball, still trying to develop and get these kids to the next level, trying to teach them how to be the best players they can be, the best people they can be. So that's what we were doing, you know, and I know that our mission stayed the same. It never changed, you know, to, to this day. That's what it's about. And um, it was just a blessing for us to have the type of athlete we had, you know, to help us do our thing. No, I remember. So I remember my junior year, we played against you guys. Um, and I remember Wesson went to that game. Um, I think we played you guys like in a tournament and I had, I, I think I had like 18 or 19 that game. And I remember that's like really the first game where like Wesson had seen me play and Wesson's like, Hey, like, he's like, you can play. Like, he's like, you can become a problem. Like, he's like, you're getting to the rack. You're scoring. I, mm -hmm. I remember Marvin and I, Marvin Caraway and I, we were going back and forth because Javance, I was think. That, was that in Sanger? Was that that might have been Sanger, Sanger yeah. And I think because Javance had to sit out. Like, Javance had, yeah. like, he wasn't cleared yet or something like that. And so, so yeah, Marvin and I, like, we had, like, a third quarter stretch where we were going back and forth for, like, a good oh, three or four oh, possessions. I, got, I think I have that game film. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I was looking through game film. Uh, that, not too long ago, and I think I, I think I might have that game film. To be totally honest with you, if I do, I, I'm gonna take a look at that. I'm gonna take a look when I get back in the state. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a look at that. But that's like really the first time where, like, I you know talking with Wesson. Wesson's like, that's one of the first time I really felt like after that game, Wesson talking with Wesson, where I thought I could play college basketball. Like before, like mm -hmm. you know, like you you play, and I tell people all the time, like I grew up, like I grew up on the same street as Deshaun Stevenson. You know, I grew up with guys like Chris Hernandez, Tyron Jackson. Like those are, you know. Chris Sims, Kevin Sims, sometimes Chris Jeffries, they'd come to my, you know, come to my house. Obviously it was more probably for my sister than probably for me, but, um, <laughs> you know, but you know, like Deshaun, when I was in seventh grade, like broke my backboard on my hoop, you know, like they would, we, we would play and, you know, like I'm seeing these guys that are, you know, they're freak athletes, you know, these kids and, you know, like just unbelievable players, I'm, you know, they're so skilled and you know, like I'm thinking like, there's no way, like I'm not you know, like I like basketball, but you know, like not knowing about the division twos, the NAI stuff like that. But I was like, I'm not at their caliber, you know, not knowing that these, all these guys are going to play high major division one, you know? Right. Right. But you know, that was really that first time where I was like, okay, like, you know, like, Oh, I guess I can, I guess I am, you know, good enough to play. And, and then I remember my senior year, we went to your guys' place and that's actually the first time I've ever fouled out. Cause I, you know, had the luxury of trying to guard Javance. And I think we ended up losing like by five or six, but that was our first loss. That was our last loss until we went on to go win like 19 straight, 20 straight games. Mm. And that was probably, it was fun because Union was state ranked that year. Clovis High was state ranked that year and Clovis West was state ranked that year. And I think that was super fun and exciting just because we were able to, you know, I think all, we were all, all able to play against each other and kind of, you know, right. go get it. But, but yeah, so those were just great times. Yeah, I remember... Javance was just such a, just another freak athlete, just <laughs> yeah. so yeah. athletic. And you had Dwight O'Neal and yeah, it was just, your teams were just always loaded and stacked. 
Okay. And so, they played hard. No, yeah, they, they played hard. Yes. Yeah, they played hard and they played smart and they played together and they played for each other. You know, that's you know, that's a lot of times people get they 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 get caught up in the fact that we had to we had to shine or we had to now the shine is just another piece of the puzzle because those kids played their butts off, you know, and, and we we had games where Deshaun didn't even show up, yeah, you know, for three quarters, you know, but everybody else stepped up and played the game. And and Deshaun learned a lot and you know, in those couple first couple early those early two years as freshman sophomore, you know, he had to learn a lot, you know, and he and he had to sit down. You know, he had to figure things out too. But they they were they worked their butts off. You know, they worked hard. They just they just weren't talented. They really worked it. They worked hard every day in practice. And you know, and that was that was why the we went to another level because the work that was put in, we didn't just rest on the talent. You know, it just wasn't going to happen that way. Hold on, real quick, Coach. Well, we just got a special guest that just came on in. Just a special guest that came on in. He got to say hello. And he didn't tell us this story about the whole 96 versus 99 fundraising game that they end up winning by 30. So he didn't tell us that, but he just came to stop by real quick and say hello. What's up, Coach Webb? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's up, my man? <laughs> What's going on, Meech? Nothing much, man. Out here uh, delivering to my man. I got to take care. I, I got to support my man, Meechie, man. I, I bought some bottles of wine for him. I got to support him. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I love his <laughs> wine. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm not even a big wine drinker, but I drink his. <laughs> I got one for my sister, one for my mom, one for my mother-in-law. Yeah, once I got the approval from Webb, I knew it was uh, legit. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, everything he touches turned into a win. That's that is true. Really, <laughs> that boy. Hey, Meech, how come you didn't tell him about the '96 versus '99 game, the fundraising I, game? I actually want you to tell him so you can uh, tell him. You know, I didn't want them to think we were lying when I said I, we whooped on him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But we did tell me you yeah. we, you thought he was crazy when he kept talking about winning state championships oh, when one, he first got 100%, the job. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm like, man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> Because by that at that time we had uh, lost the valley and uh, the year before I'm like man we're trying to win. we're just trying to win the valley here you talking about state <laughs> you lost your mind <laughs> but, uh, well yeah he instilled the confidence and the mentality in us that we needed to to be successful and he also you also you were not I guess you were being humble like you didn't want to like he was talking about how you were just shaking and baking Baron Davis in state playoffs like. You know what? I, I did all right. <laughs> I did all right. Uh, but I, like I said, I, I think um, I don't think Coach Webb gets enough credit around here. He does not. You know, I, I do believe that uh, Washington Union and, and some of the uh, record holders, whoever the writers are, needs to give him a little bit more respect because I believe he's the one. I think he's the only coach with the most. He's the coach with the most state championships on the men's side, right? I, I don't know any other coaches that won exactly. two state championships. Exactly. So, yeah, no, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, for a guy to come in his first year to win a state and then repeat it uh, again, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just got to be some type of respect there. Like, sometimes it kills me that he's not mentioned with some of the top coaches, coaches to come out the valley. No, and he – the one thing I admire most about you, Coach, is – you're always sending your players places. And he's probably sent the most Division One kids and he, out. And it's always, you're always promoting your guys. It's never, you know, it's never, hey, this is my team. Because you get a lot of coaches, I'm not going to name any names, 
but it's oh they're successful because I'm their coach or because it's my system or because of me. Whereas with Webb, it's always hey, it's my guys. Yeah, hey, I tell you, the first day he brought Deshaun Stevenson to one of our practices in the seventh grade, he was like, "Yo, Meech, I think this kid got it." And so we we watched him, and then we just watched him grow, and uh, we saw the the mentality and the toughness that coach has. Uh, instilled in him to help him, uh, you know, become what he was. I mean, of course, he put in the work, but I do think it's kind of like uh, Mike Tyson when he had uh, Cuss. You know, he was at the peak. You know, when you got that person that can touch you and, and touch you mentally in certain places that could bring out the best in you, uh, I think that's a trait that people forget about. That, that that's, that's what Coach Webb did for all of us. He, he was able to get inside of us to where he knew how to trigger us to go beyond what we believed in ourselves. Well, I, I tell you what, Meech, that I'm, I'm very humbly appreciate that. I think that I was blessed to have the guys that I had and the ability to work with you guys. Listen, you guys listen. I, and I told, I told Jace earlier, I said, you know, I was tough. I was a tough coach and that's just who I am because, you know, I come from a military background and the whole nine yards, but you know, it's, you know, I hate to lose more than I like to win. And I wanted my players to be the best they could be. I want them to have the same mentality because they all have potential to go to the next level doing something. It wasn't just about basketball. It was about being as tough as they could to do it in life as well. Anyway, and, you know. Not to cut you off, but you wasn't that tough. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen you break down a couple of times. Yeah, You was a, a big bear. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I'll say this. I have no problem with this. I know. He, listen, forget you, me. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> and I and, and I'll share this, Jace. I'll share this little nugget. Before every big game, I would get emotionally. I I was emotionally just in in turmoil, right? Because it's just <clears throat> you get anxious. You ready to go? You ready to go? You ready to go? You ready to fight? This dude here saw me one day. Forgot what game it was. It might have been a Baron Davis. It was before the Baron Davis game. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll never forget it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm pumped up. We just got finished doing our shoot around and I'm just like excited, sitting on the bus. And Meach walks on the bus and I'm in tears. I'm absolutely in tears. I get, but I do it. Nobody ever seen me do it, right? Beforehand. And cause I, but, it, but it happened before every big game. That's just where I was because I was so ready to go. And Meech looked at me like, man, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you wasn't prepared for it because he taught us a tough mentality. So then the CC, <laughs> you know, at that time, Coach Webb was kind of cheese and kind of <laughs> swole. And so you was like, okay, this tough guy, he don't cry. And then, you know, he's, you know, uh, and it was very emotional. And it, it kind of touched us all because, again, he took some kids who really wasn't even supposed to be in that position. Like if, if if you if you really broke down our roster, uh, we were good, but we only had two Division One kids on that team. Uh, yeah. the, the rest were JUCO or not playing after. Um, so he he kind of instilled that toughness in us, and to see him, you know, break down a little bit was was a little touching. Web. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was what it was, man. It yeah. was the truth. It was the real deal. Like everything we did was mm -hmm. real. So you know. But that passion, real. though, that that passion really, I think that yeah. passion that we saw that day of how much he cared for us as like uh, people, not even players, just people. 
I think that that's what gave us the the nod over there now, because uh you know basketball wise they were supposed to be better, but again yeah. they, they didn't know the hunger we had because of what that that speech he gave us prior to that game. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. It was, and hey, I told you, Jason Meach fouled him out in the fourth. Baron fouled out, and we were down nine at the half. We came back and won by nineteen. Yeah. That was an incredible, incredible night. Misha didn't even know he was about to do this. He thought he was just dropping off a bottle, some bottles yeah, of wine. I was set up. <laughs> <laughs> I was set up. It actually was Daniel's idea. Daniel was the one who was like, I was like, hey, I was like, I'm texting Demetrius. I'm buying some bottles. And he's just like, oh, if he comes by, we got to get him on. I, I just said, I'm going to set up a microphone. If he wants to talk, he can talk. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I mean, That's those are perfect. some good days, man. Like I said, he. Webb used to come in, you know, he was able to dunk back then, you know, had a little guest jeans on <laughs> trying to dunk. <laughs> it, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> but, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they, I, I do think they need to respect him a little bit more. Like, he had the, a player that went from high school to, to, to the pros and was successful, won the NBA championship. Let's yeah, make yeah. that clear <laughs> and start it. And, uh, you know, then – I mean, he had to state with us, backed it up with him, had Chris Jeffries, uh, Millsap, all these kids, and he's never mentioned amongst the best, and it's amazing to me. No, and then you think about, too, just right after you guys left at Fresno State, right after you, Shannon, mm -hmm. right, you guys, Chris, there, was, there wasn't really many Central Valley kids coming back to Fresno, mm -hmm. then he comes back to Fresno, he gets Carl Ross, he gets Javance, he gets Dwight O'Neal, he starts bringing the local yep. talent back yep. to come playing at Fresno State. Yeah. That's another thing that... Yeah. Isn't mentioned, and and, and they won. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been a winner where he went, wherever he went, and so I, I do think he needs to get a little bit more respect in the valley, man. Just a little bit. Yeah. And one of my uh, former teammates, sorry to cut you off, coach. One of my former teammates absolutely loves you, Marcus West, who I played with at FPU, played at Fresno State. <laughs> absolutely loves you. Yeah. It went. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, did you tell Marcus? Marcus knows. Last time we had a meet, meet too. What? Meese, don't lie. Don't lie, Meese. Last last time me and you shot at Washington Union, I know you don't you act like you don't remember, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you something. You don't act like you don't remember. We shot a three three point shot, three, three point shooting contest. I, I, I wait, wait, but slow down. <laughs> I, I know you're not about to say you about beat me in the shooting contest. Meech, <laughs> I beat Meech. You don't you don't remember. Absolutely not. <laughs> I have never lost in a shooting contest. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> wait, wait. Now you probably can out dunk me, <laughs> but not. I know shooting no threes. Absolutely not. Me, we had the old fashioned shoot away set up on the on the goal on the end, and me and you shot. And then I, when I beat you, I walked off, and you was like, and you said, and you said, "Come on, Webb, you can't walk off like that. Come on, let's go again." I said, "Me, I'm done." What, did you get one like, shot and walk like off? <laughs> did we actually have a competition? Like, no way in the competition. I'm letting you all shoot me. Well, I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I could get Bobby a nail on this phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish I, could, I wish I could call some of the guys back in our day and get them on this phone. This, this, this is crazy right here. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah. I did the same thing to Marcus West. I did the same thing to Marcus West at Fresno State. So, I mean, I'm just trying to let y'all know. I know how I leave. I leave things. You know. Yeah, we I'm, definitely I'm need to get Marcus on his phone because <laughs> you probably cheated him too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he would cheat you, though. Yeah. Cheat you. <laughs> he probably hit one hey. shot and quit. That was a game. Like, whoever hit the first shot and he got the first shot and made it and then quit. <laughs> that's the contest right yeah, there. That's it. <laughs> Hey, win's a win. A win's a win. Uh, hey. He probably been getting twenty five jumpers up to you walk in the gym. Hey, meet you get one shot oh, easily. Easy. He had a good sweat going, probably. And like yo, whoever hit the first shot, I'm first. And you don't get no shots after if I make it. You're not even dressed. Don't even got your shoes on yet. Just chose trying to warm up. Oh, Jason, Jason, you get it. Jason gets it. He understands. I'm a shooter. I'm a shooter. Yeah, he understands. Like, oh. oh. That's some good stuff, man. That's some absolute yeah, good, good stuff. stuff. Well, Jay, man, I appreciate you having him on here, though, man. Like, no, I had to. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Like, you, can't, you can't talk about Fresno sports, Central Valley sports, mm-hmm. and not have Coach Webb on. Absolutely. We're only a few episodes into this podcast, but I swear his name comes up in, like, every episode. Who, Webb? Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's, it's, he's a legend. If you didn't play for him, you wanted to play for him. Oh, I wanted to play for him. Yeah. You just wasn't in the district. <laughs> <laughs> my dad worked in Clovis Unified. I was like, hey, let me go to Union. Yeah. I was like, I'll catch a ride with Deshaun. Like, oh, yeah. either, you know, lose a crop right there. Like, you, t- you talk to the wrong people. We could have made it happen. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, well, I, I tell you guys, this, is, this has been great for me, and I appreciate it. And Meech, always, man. I love you, yep, man. For sure. You know, you, know you, you made it possible for us to build that program the way we wanted to. Um, you know, they, people didn't realize what you guys accomplished yeah. as a, as a collective unit. They didn't, they didn't realize the, the, the conditioning that you guys went through. They didn't realize the, 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 the days you guys played against the Fresno state guys that come out and hoop and help, you know, make our program help, help us grow, yeah. you know, help you guys get better and feel confidence and, well, I, I, I thought one thing you did too was you did a good job of keeping the alumni involved with the younger ones to help the mentorship. I think that was huge. I mean, from Deshaun when he was a freshman to senior year to now, you know, you helped bridge that gap between us to where I was able to tell him when he was messing up. Uh, you know what I mean? He was able to call and feel comfortable asking for advice. You know what I mean? So I think you did a great job of, of providing that big brother mentorship that kept them guys in order. And you did the same thing when you had the Fresno guy, State guys come in and talk to us. Right, right. You know, and that was part of it because it was about development. It was about getting you guys to that next level, all the guys, you know, and understanding what they're, you know, what they needed to do to be successful. You know, and it was about life. It was about moving forward, not just basketball, but it was about life. You know, and that was, that was the whole, you know, the big thing for me was seeing you guys succeed on and off that floor, yeah. period. I told you. I, I, I tell Jason the time I I, I uh, had to go into your locker room and, and, and take over your your coaching speech. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, they they were down. Was it Dwight? Then Dwight and them was there. Yep. Yeah, yep. Dwight and them. I think they yep. was in the valley. And they just wasn't playing Washington Union basketball. I know he ain't teaching that. And I think me and Bob went in there. It's like, yo, we got this. Yep. And I think we yep. bust them yep. out or something <laughs> like that. And like, yo, you killing our legacy we don't lose and he went out there and won it but he just gave me but he was comfortable to allowing us to do things like that and 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 keep them on track you know because like we all know sometimes you rather hear it from your peers than your your coach it's a different voice different voice and he, he he was good at allowing you to express your opinion and 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 have a voice within his program he never was too big for that 
you know. You know, it, it, I guess I've always said it, and it was never about me; it was about we. Yeah. You know, and and that's, and that's how it went down, and that's how I was. That's you know, that's the, the Lord looked out for us. Yeah. You know, we were blessed. Yeah, you we still you still not shoot me though. <laughs> Let's, let's get that out on air. We're going to have to have Bobby Gilbert, Chris Jeffries. Oh, so we're going to have sure, to get please. you guys all on together. We can get the real please. facts on. <laughs> Renell Nettio, he'll, tell, he'll, he'll definitely set it straight. <laughs> Do we call the one guy from France, too, who played Absolutely. for West? <laughs> yeah. What if I told you, RV, I, I played with him in France, right? No, you didn't tell me that. I didn't know that. Man, I'm over in France playing. And he was like, where you from? I'm like, uh, Fresno. He was like, uh, do you know Deshaun Stevenson? I said, I went to Washington Union. He said, no way, I play for Von Webb. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> it was amazing. Like, I'm like, how am I over in her friends playing with somebody that went to Washington Union? That's crazy. That's crazy. We'll have to get that guy on the phone call, too. <laughs> yeah, That's Webb crazy. probably said he outdunked him or something. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm appalled by that, that shooting statement. That is crazy. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember me. No one remembers that <laughs> but you. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're going to get some numbers for you, Jason. Yeah. And call Marcus Weston, too, please. <laughs> got to get this straight. I know, oh. I know my plan is straight. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Coach Webb probably knows what day it was, what the no, what the weather was like. Don't try to jump on. Don't try to jump on with me now. You already <laughs> played. I know I'm DJ Solo. I know I'm DJ Solo. Oh, for sure, Jason. You just saw his face when you said that. He's like, come on, man. He's like, no way. <laughs> like, no way. Oh, this is great stuff. That's too too good. They almost sent you to commercial when you made that. Up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, his, his his finger was on that commercial button when you said that. Like, should we air that? Like, that's crazy. Oh, I'm hurting right now. I'm hurting. That's funny, man, Coach. As we uh, as we get ready to wrap this up here, you know, I one thing caught my caught my attention here is you know we listen to you talk, and then Demetrius comes in here, and you know, every anybody that talks about Von Webb talks about the mentality, right? And I, it just right. caught my attention that even, you know, how many years later, Michi walks in the room here and he's talking about mentality. And it's that's the, uh, you know, the impact that you had on these guys. Well, you know, and I tell you what, and I, that's a, that's such a blessing because, you know, they got it. You know, they, Meech, that team that Meech had, those guys started, those guys started the mentality. Because after that, that's what it, it just, that's what it became. And it kind of took a life of its own, you know, and so. When those guys did what they did, it perpetuated the mentality. And and um it was like I said, it was such a blessing for me because I've all I've always felt it and thought about it, you know, but they actually did it. And best thing ever, you know, it was best thing ever because that it, it proves it, it works. If your mindset is right, if your mentality is right, good things are gonna happen, great things are gonna happen, you know, and you hear people talk about it now. And that was how many years ago was that? You know, about you five years about that? ago. <laughs> Ninety-six. You know, about five years ago. Wait, don't tell our age. <laughs> but you know, you hear people talking about it now. It's like the, it's, they just throw it out there all the time now. You know, especially athletes. But you know, this was this was back in '96, man. But they are they were already ahead of the game. The, those guys were ahead of their time. You know, and and they did some really good things. And 
Now, like I said, I was blessed to have the ability to coach those guys. And Rich Smith, uh, Rich Snell, Ken Smith, those guys that were with me, man, they, 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 it was just beautiful. Everything worked the way it was supposed to. That's good stuff, Coach. Well, man, we can't thank you enough for joining us today. This was awesome. Yeah, we're going to have to get you another podcast with all you guys on it so we can get the real, we get a lot of facts. Please. Oh, my God, that would be hilarious. I'll tell you right now, man. That, that would, don't get Ronnell Netty oh, on. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, hey, but Jason, please do that because we, we got to get to the bottom of this. And can you make sure Marcus is on there too? Yeah, I, I can get Marcus. Okay. I appreciate that. That's awesome. All right. Well, this has been the Off the Bench Podcast. Thank you so much, Coach. Well, my pleasure. You guys take care. God bless you. Meech, I love you. Love you too, buddy. You've been listening to the Off the Bench Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench.